0: Welcome back to The Jake and Bauer Show. Our next guest you might remember as an SNL alum. Back in the days with Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, and Dennis Miller. She's got a brand new comedy album that has been released called When I Get to Nashville.
1: Right now. My ukulele at the Opry and make their hearts stand still. I'm gonna be a country star when I get to Nashville.
0: Please welcome Victoria Jackson.
2: Hi, Jacob Bowers. This is not Victoria.
0: Oh, this is Victoria. You hear it in the voice. You know you do. Oh
2: my
1: (laughs) gosh.
0: Hi, Victoria. How are you? (laughs)
1: Good.
2: How are you? Excellent. We grew up to you, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, we get to talk to Victoria. This is so cool." Oh,
1: Merry Christmas! And to no, you,
2: Merry Christmas to you.
0: Did you? uh <laughs> when, when did you start listening to Christmas music, Victoria? Like, what? What was it? A Halloween, or did you? Do you wait until Thanksgiving before you start kicking <laughs> into it?
1: Oh, I put the Christmas tree out
0: the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. That's not bad. That's a good time.
1: Look, yeah. Uh, we were I have, think. I have discipline.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were like uh we were like 16, 17 when uh, uh SNL was that legendary cast that you were part of. And yeah. just hearing your voice right now, it's just very like, amazing. oh my gosh, I feel like I'm 17 again.
1: I understand because when I hear the carpenters of bread, I feel like I'm 16
0: again. Very nice. Bread, very nice, nice, yes. Let me
2: ask, uh, and we're going to get to um, everything we need to talk about, but just real quick, on that cast, on that special moment of SNL, who
0: were you closest to?
1: The people who were the nicest to me were Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, and Kevin Nealon.
0: Those are three huge
2: names, my gosh. And those are three guys that were incredibly attracted to you.
1: Oh, I don't know about that, but they were sweet to me. Like they tried to write me into their sketches, and they, they would like try out jokes on each other and let me sit in the room with them, and I'd laugh like for hours and hours. And then when I left the show and I went into the real world, yeah, I was like, oh. Normal people are boring. Like, I was so spoiled.
0: Let me ask is what you, as you're sitting in there and you're watching them test out new jokes or, or writing stuff for each other and, and who's going to go into what slot, is there anything you remember just kind of sitting back like, I can't believe I'm seeing this now as, you know, you know it was going to be such an iconic skit for SNL or something along those lines?
1: I I think I was more in shock that I was there. I I never grew up with a TV, so I never watched the show before I was on it. So, like, my whole life I thought of as an adventure. And I was like, oh, I'm sitting in an office building on the 17th floor in New York, and these guys you're making me laugh. This is really fun. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I wasn't really thinking about iconic sketches because I was so young and new. I, I didn't even know how to write a sketch, you know?
0: Like, I'm just imagining for some reason you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden uh, Dana and Kevin start to break into their, you know, their, their muscle-bound Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, and you're like, this is the start. Of that, this is this is the beginning process of of that whole scene, which became an iconic moment for SNL for so many years. Um, I love the fact that you didn't have a TV growing up. Did that, do you think that that's kind of given you an edge in having bring bringing your life as a journey, where other people are like, I watched Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy watched this. You're coming in sort of with this whole angle of my life is a journey, whether it be stand up or acting in general.
1: I do think it gave me a very unique perspective because um i wasn't copying anyone right like i i didn't i didn't even see leave it to beaver so <laughs> um all i saw was disney movies that were rated g and so i knew all the lyrics Oliver Twist but um but it's a sound of music so i did it did give me an innocent uh you know unique perspective on life um, what was I going
0: to tell you? I forgot. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny too. I, I just had my, uh, my 16 year old daughter is in the school play and I, she was playing the character she's playing is like a a matronly motherly character. And she's like, I don't know how to approach this. I'm like, well, you should watch, you know, some of the, the good old moms from television back in the old days, like leave it to beaver. And she said, what is that? And I was like, oh boy, that's, that's the distance that we've now put between ourselves and kids these days.
1: Yeah. I know what I was going to tell you. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, it took me 30 years since I've left the show. For 30 years, I've been thinking, how do you write a character? And I finally came up with one.
2: Harriet, I'm Harriet, a blue-blooded <laughs> liberal from my head to my toes.
1: And so I, I finally came up with one, but I'm not on the show anymore. And then also I realized one day that, you know, the whole time I was on the show, I kept thinking, what is this show about? Right. What am right. I supposed to be writing? And I kept thinking, why do they keep doing talk shows? Like, everybody has a talk show. The Chris Farley talk show and, yeah. the, and the Bob Stevens talk show. and Why do they keep doing that? Why do they keep doing game shows? And, and I, one day, okay, so funny, like I was 50 years old and I realized, what SNL was? You want to know what it is? Yeah. What? Okay. When it was invented in '75, their TV was new. Television was new. Saturday Night Live was the rebels making fun of television. Yes. They were making fun of the news with updates. They were making fun of commercials. They were making fun of game shows. They were making fun of talk shows. And I and so I went, oh. You're supposed to be making fun of television, and um, I guess it's morphed through the years, but that's how it started out. And isn't it funny how all those years I finally realized it?
0: Yeah, well, look, if you didn't have a TV, you wouldn't have known, right? You didn't know there was Phil Donahue on in the afternoon, or eventually Oprah Winfrey yeah. would be there. Nobody had any, if you weren't watching TV, you had no idea. <laughs>
1: But like I didn't yeah, I was kind of removed from it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know we were making fun of TV or I would have made up the Victory Chapter <laughs> box.
0: So
2: when you decided to put out a comedy album and and I haven't heard it yet, but when I do listen, is it is it sketch comedy involved? Is it uh, stand-up? Are no, there no, songs?
1: No. Oh, it's kind of like that. I go, uh when I get that film, I'm gonna nothing them down. i the only country singing star with a sixth stand on her head. I'll play my superstition, so y'all three, and make her heart stand still. I'm gonna be a country star when I get to You know, everybody has a gimmick. I mean, right. Sally Martin, Martin has two gimmicks. I'll have three because I can do handstand. You know, it's how we park it at dance. she suffocated herself. <laughs> I feel like there's songs, and then there's like um top stand-up at the end, but the songs are all like uh five of them are about my challenging marriage, like how do you undo I do, oh yeah, and like uh, stuck in a minor key. And then in the middle of the album, I sing, um, it's the broken world, baby. The second law of thermodynamics says the world is in a state of entropy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fancy word for (laughs) broken, (laughs) you see. So it's like there's a lot of words and deep thoughts with a comical look on life, and um, that's what it's like.
0: Wow. Nice. Now, how, how long did it take you to come up with the material for the album? Have you been working on this for a number of years? Or is this one of those things that like within a two to three month time frame, boom, you just had everything you wanted to put on the album?
1: Oh, no. These are songs I've written in the last 11 years. Wow. since I moved to Nashville, but well, I was thinking when I lived in L.A. I and in my 20s, in LA I wrote songs like the boyfriend song, which I sang yeah. with Willie Nelson on, on SNL, uh because I was looking for a husband. And then I wrote Use Me, that I sang on Johnny Carson about being an out of work actress. And then when I, in my thirties I wrote I'm not a dimbo, which I sang on Saturday yep. Night Life, and I, I wrote Uh, How do you, where do you draw the line between love and adultery? And I sang that on SNL. And so this is like a new crop of songs that I've written since I moved to Nashville, you know, about things that have happened in my life now.
0: That's amazing. That's 11 years. And you kind of, with this, the question I've got for you is, what's a bigger challenge for you? Is it like writing and performing these songs and putting an album together or... Acting, do you still see that as a bigger challenge than perhaps the stand-up comedy side?
1: Oh, I love acting a lot, but it's hard to get jobs. Even if you're Meryl Streep, it's hard to get yeah. acting jobs. Yeah. I mean, when was her last movie, right?
0: Right. Um,
1: <laughs> so if you're creative and you have to express yourself, uh, painting is a thing you can do alone but i'm really bad at it but i do it Mm -hmm. and writing writing songs uh, is something you can do alone so that's probably why but all of those arts are fun in different ways
0: yeah 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 uh so in addition to the album the comedy album which we can find by going to victoriajackson.com is that correct and probably any place you can download albums correct
1: Mm-hmm. yeah amazon spotify or my um website victoriajackson.com yeah
0: and i and understand
1: my, my
0: go, what go, i understand there's a, a movie a christmas movie as well
1: oh i just got a i just got a small part in like four different things and i was so grateful because everything on the news is so serious now um but i've gotten to do four comedy things uh Jingle Smells yes. just came out this week, and I have a small role in that. It makes fun of political correctness, and then I was in a movie called Into the Spotlight, which is premiering now, and um, yeah, a couple other things. So I'm grateful for that.
0: Oh, that is fantastic! It's good to see that you're still out there acting as well as singing as well. I love the songs. I love the music. Thank you so much. Best of luck with the album, and again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, Victoria. Check out Victoria Jackson's when I get to Nashville uh, available wherever your musical and digital downloads are and don't forget to check out Jingle Smells the movie opposite John Schneider, Eric Roberts and former SNL star Jim Brewer. Hour number 2 of the Jake and Bauer show coming up next.